You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 255, The Solo Series. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of She Runs the Show, episode 255. So I I feel the need to talk about this. I saw this the other day on Mark Rose Instagram, Create the Love is his Instagram handle. He did this IGTV episode and the, the topic of the IGTV episode was, do you suck at boundaries with work? Do you suck at boundaries with work? And so She Runs a Show is for women entrepreneurs. I have a lot of non-entrepreneurs who listen to She Runs a Show. I just want to talk about this for a second because I had a light bulb moment watching Mark Rose Again, Instagram handle at create the love. His IGTV episode, Do You Suck at Boundaries with Work? There was a part where he talked about the fact that when we work for companies that have a culture of self-abandonment, a culture that says, um, work early, work late, work weekends, give it all up for the company, do whatever is asked of you, compromise your health, compromise your sleep, compromise your family life, compromise everything. To be considered a good employee means you give up everything else and work comes first. That is a culture of self-abandonment, by the way. And as entrepreneurs, we should be making sure that in our own companies, we are not hiring people and building cultures of self-abandonment. That's a whole other uh, She Runs a Show episode, but I just want to throw that in there because we we are the future of hiring employees and we should not be fostering, even with our virtual assistants, our personal assistants and other part-time virtual employees, we should not be fostering that kind of self-abandonment culture. And if you're doing that as an entrepreneur, I'm going to tell you, fix that, fix that. But I digress. So he was talking about this idea that if you work for a company or if you are a CEO who has built a company. Uh, I'm not going to shout out any CEOs who have billion dollar companies that have cultures of self-abandonment, but you know which ones I'm talking about, that you are creating a culture where you are, you are saying to be excellent as an employee means you abandon yourself in the process, that to be acceptable as an employee means you work late nights, you work early mornings, you work seven days a week, you have your email on your phone, uh, you know, you are always doing things, you are willing to give up everything else so that the company gets their needs met. That's where today's episode comes from, because I want to ask you a question. Can you stand in your no without feeling guilt? Can you stand in your no without feeling guilt? You know what? I am very good at boundaries. I, I Let me just, I'm going to pat myself on the back. I'm very good at boundaries and I'm going to tell you why. Because I learned a long time ago that there is nobody in my business, clients, programs, whatever, there's nobody that I've ever worked for that is going to be at my funeral mourning my death when I leave this earth. Like at the end of the day, I am replaceable. Now, in my company, that's a little bit different. I'm not replaceable. That's why I have a company. But in all other circumstances, if you work for somebody else, you are replaceable. So you killing yourself for them so that you can be good enough, so that you can get a little promotion with a little additional money every single year, you doing that is self-abandonment, which also tells me that if you abandon yourself for your work, because that's the only way to be acceptable at work. You're also doing it in other areas of your life too, which Mark Gross talked about in Do You Suck at Boundaries with Work? Here's what I want to say. There's nothing more powerful than a person 
who can say no without guilt, who can set a boundary and stick to it, who can say to everybody, I know that this is a culture where you reward people for being yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, man, no, ma'am kind of people, but I'm not doing that for you. And I want to make it very clear. It, the no is powerful, not simply because you are choosing yourself in the process of saying no to things that are asking you to abandon yourself. The no is powerful because you are setting a precedent in your life that no, I will not exchange my integrity for your approval. No, I will not exchange my health for your performance. No, I will not exchange my sanity so you can validate my role in your world. No, no, no. And yet far too many people think that the way for them to be accepted, the way for them to feel like enough and the way for them to uh, continue to be in a situation that actually is pretty toxic in general is to bend over backwards like a lapdog and to say yes to everything because you think that saying yes to everything means that you're a good boy or girl and people are going to like you. Do you realize that when you're the kind of person who doesn't know how to own your no, people actually respect you less? I can't remember what book I put this in, but I, I think it was 10 Things Brilliant Women Do That Other Women won't. I think it was that book. But one of my books, maybe even more than when I talk about this, when you are the person who is the people pleaser, who's always saying yes, who's always accepting the next task, and then who's bending over backwards, you know, dashing your boundaries, crushing your health, um, putting your, your sanity on the line so you can save the day for things that will not matter in five years, mind you probably not even in one year. When you're that person, they actually respect you less. They actually, in boardrooms and meeting rooms behind your back, talk about the fact that you're a lapdog. They actually laugh at you behind your back. You know why? Because they know that you will do anything they tell you to do, and they know that you are at their mercy. How could you ever respect somebody who is at your mercy? who has no mind of their own, no boundaries of their own, will, ch- will compromise their mental health, will compromise their emotional and psychological safety, will compromise their family, their marriage, so that you say, good job, one time. What am I saying? We got to get to a place where we can stand in our no without feeling guilt. We also have to get to a place where we recognize the toxicity of situations where we are are viewed as not good enough because we hold to a no. And we need to make some clear choices about what that means for us. They may never change their minds about you when you don't fall in line with their toxic culture of self-abandonment. But you need to get clear on who you are in those situations so that their opinion of you doesn't infect you. And I'm talking to my entrepreneurs who are still straddling the fence between a job that they work 40 hours a week and a business that they're trying to build into an empire. If you're in that situation, you need to get super clear on who you are for you 
so that when you go to that toxic culture 40 hours a week and they're asking you to compromise your values, your integrity and who you are or else you won't be good enough, you are still very clear as Wayne Dyer put it. You are in their world, but you are not of it. You are in their world. You're not of it because it's too easy to get caught up in the I want the gold star and I want to be seen as the best and I want people to, and I want them to like me and I want, listen, listen. If you have to hustle for your worthiness in any relationship dynamic at work, at church, with your friends, with your family, with your spouse, with your partner, if you, <clears throat> if being enough means you are on the hamster wheel of hustling for your worthiness in any situation, let me help you out. They're never going to approve of you because their ability to control you through approval is the, both the carrot and the stick that they're going to always hold over your head because they know that if they ever gave you unconditional love or unconditional approval, they would have nothing to get you to compromise yourself. So, can you stand in your no without feeling guilt? Can you own your no as clearly as you own your yes? Can you be very clear about where your boundaries are? Can you say, this is what, this is what I will do and this is what I will not do. This is who I am and this is what I stand for. And you may ascribe to a different belief, but I'm not jumping on the bandwagon with you. Now I will do what I came here to do. And that's going to have to be enough because it's enough for me. And if you're not willing to do that, well then, and, and if you're bending over backwards and you're compromising your health and your sanity and you're giving up your family for a job that you think actually means is going to still mean something in a decade or two decades, why don't you go look at the statistics and why don't you go look at the fact that on average people change jobs every four years, on average, no company is going to be completely loyal to you. On average, you will not be at the same company in 20 years. I'm just letting you know ahead of time. You don't even need a crystal ball or a psychic reading to know you will not still be there in 20 years. And on average, the people that you are trying to please today, the people who make you feel like in order for you to even just be minimally qualified, you need to kill yourself for them. They are never going to accept you. They are never going to approve of you. And in fact, they get joy from you buying into the lie that you even need their approval to fulfill the mission that you were put on this earth to fulfill. Can I clue you in on something? You were born alone. You will die alone. Your mission is yours alone. Nobody else's approval is required for you to get there. Just yours. Just yours. And that's enough. Just yours. So if you suck at setting boundaries, if you suck at being able to tell people, no, I will not do that. No, I will not. Uh, no. No. No is a complete sentence, just letting you know. If you are not good at that, I'm just going to tell you, you are in for a wild ride and not the good kind because you will always be, so long as you don't get good at standing in your no without feeling guilt, you will always be at the mercy of people who are, who are controlling you with your endless need to say yes. To them, 
while you say no to yourself, to your life, to your health, to your well-being, to your sanity, to your family, to your work-life harmony. And people do this in their own businesses too. So I'm not even just referring to people straddling a fence. People People do this in their business too. And then they they wonder why they lose all their relationships. You know why you lost all your relationships? Because you didn't know how to say no to the right things. And you didn't stand on your no unapologetically without feeling guilt. Here's the thing at the end of the day. And let me be very clear. This is a short episode. One of few that you will ever hear from me. As entrepreneurs, we should not be, we should not be supporting or promoting cultures of self-abandonment. If we are doing that, shame on us. Shame on us. We have had enough generations of people who were raised to believe that the only way to be loved and the only way to be accepted was to abandon themselves. And you know what they are getting as they enter their 60s, 70s, and 80s? A ton of resentment, a ton of bitterness, a ton of deep hurt, because they have finally come to the conclusion that they have spent their lives abandoning themselves for people who never gave a damn that they did. So let me be very clear when I say this, if you are doing the self-abandonment thing, if you are running the hamster wheel of hustling for your worthiness, if you are doing the thing where you are saying, um, the only way I, the only way I can be indispensable to my clients, to my company, to what, look, my family, the only way I can be indispensable is if I kill myself to please them, you are heading down a road that will take you straight to your grave and never to your life. Straight to your grave, never to your life. So I want you to reconsider because there are too many opportunities. One of my favorite affirmations, golden opportunities are everywhere for me. Golden opportunities, because they are. Golden opportunities are everywhere for you. So you're, if you're in a position where you feel like You have to be a slave to someone else to get enough of their approval to feel good enough in your life. Reconsider. Because golden opportunities are everywhere for you. For you, for me, for everybody. You don't see them because you are still looking at your life through the lens of if they don't like me, then that means that I'm not enough. Reframe that meaning. If they don't like you, then you got to be enough for you. When they don't like you, because there will be folks who don't like you, you still got to be enough for you. When they don't approve of the way you do things, you still have to stand on your word. You still have to keep your commitments to yourself. You still have to be enough for you. So when they don't like you, because they, there will be moments when they don't like you, you aren't changing your life to convince them that you're enough. You will never have to convince people that you're enough when they're your people. You will never have to convince people that you are worthy of their approval, validation, acceptance, and time if they're for you. The only people you will ever feel like you have to run around and convince and cajole and and, and do all this, you know, standing on your head for are the people who are never going to choose to embrace you anyway. So why even bother doing that in the first place? Let them go, flit, flit, hold to your no, and if they don't like it, shh. Golden opportunities are everywhere for you. Golden opportunities are everywhere for you. Choose to see them, look for them, find them. But please, please, please 
stop supporting this culture of self-abandonment that we are doing in families and businesses and companies and friendships and relationships. Nobody wins when we do this self-abandonment thing. Nobody wins. So final thought. Here's where we go. You got to stop abandoning yourself. The only way to freedom in all senses, not just financial freedom, the only way to freedom, the only way to fulfillment, the only way to, to being whole, the only way to any of the, th- the joy, the peace, the love, the, the only way to everything that you ever, that you keep saying you want, the only way to all of that is to stop abandoning yourself. And whatever is causing you to abandon yourself, you are allowing it. So stop allowing it. Own your no. You be selective about your yes. Own your no. Be selective about your yes. Period. The end. That's it. There it is. And if you're not going to do that, if you're going to continue to slaughter your self-esteem, slaughter your self-worth and slaughter your self-belief because you think that your approval lives outside your body, then be good with what you get. Be good with what you get because you're not going to like it at 90, but you created all of it. So be good with what you get. That's all I wanted to say. Thank you for listening. Subscribe. Share this with somebody you know really needs to hear it because they are slaughtering their self-esteem and they need to stop that. Fix it. No more self-abandonment culture. Let it stop with each of us so it stops globally in our lifetime. And let's run the show the way it's meant to be run with nobody abandoning themselves for anyone else. All right then. I will talk to you on the next episode of She Runs the Show. Thank you.